Hi friends and welcome. I'm Kristen Ulin and this is the Fit and Free podcast. Here we will discuss the journey to becoming fit, spiritually, mentally, and physically fit. Because if you have one, but not the other two, I really believe from my own experience and from working with others, you won't feel whole. You may feel like something is missing. But if we train all three areas, we really can feel fit, healthy, and whole. It doesn't stop with just becoming fit. Our journey on becoming free is just as important. I love the saying, free people, free people. Here on this podcast, we will have topics ranging from spiritual growth, health and wellness, mindfulness, the acts of being still, and bonus episodes where I may share tips as they pertain to travel, things to help you along that way, culture, who knows, anything I may think you'll benefit from. We're so glad that you're here. Thanks for joining us. Hey everyone, welcome back. On today's episode, we will discuss three practical steps to becoming fit and free. Why do we need to consider being fit and free spiritually, mentally, and physically? What do they have to do with each other? Our journey to becoming free requires we intentionally create space for each area. As I said on episode number one, if you purposely and intentionally train one area but not the others, you often feel like you're missing something. It's not just you. That's all of us. Our bodies were designed like this on purpose and with good reason. We don't just get physically fit by staring at gym equipment, right? Same thing applies to our spiritual and mental training. So today, I hope to provide you with three practical ways you can train the whole body, becoming whole. I have never met a person that's like, yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm good feeling empty. I'm good feeling not whole. So let's dive right in. Have you ever heard of the term neuroplasticity? You probably have. If not, um, let me just give you the classic definition. It is the ability of the brain to change and adapt through growth and organization. I know. I may be nerding out just for a second. This process requires neurogenesis. That just means the creation of new brain cells. Okay, so let me kind of give you like a practical way to imagine this. I'm a visual person. So if you are going to drive from point A to point B, and let me give you like one of my own personal examples. I have been in two, I've actually been in more than this car accidents, but two that impacted me very much. Um, But there's one in particular that was a very bad accident, a very bad auto accident. I think it was in 2019. Maybe it was 2018. Doesn't matter. But the intersection that this happened in is on the way to my in-laws house. So I drive through it very consistently. And every single time I drive through it, well, let let me not use a very dramatic word. Maybe not every single time, but probably about 80 to 85% of the time, I have a flashback or a memory from that accident, okay? I'm getting from point A, my house, to point B, my in-law's house. I have to drive through that intersection to get there the quickest way. However, 
I could drive around the block to avoid that intersection if the flashbacks, the pain, the stress was too much for me. I'm not there, so I just drive on through it, but I'm painting a picture for you, okay? We can drive from point A to point B, oftentimes many different paths, many different ways. Often though, with the brain, we have to train it to think about how to get from point A to point B if that original way there's been an accident, there's been some sort of trauma, there's been some sort of dysfunction. And so typically if your go-to is like, my neuron is going to connect and create this neural pathway from point A to point B, and it's just painful, it's stressful, it causes negative emotions. Guess what? Good news. Because of neurogenesis, we can create new brain cells. We can still get to point B from point A a different way. Did I totally just lose you? Oh my goodness. I hope not. But this is good news. This is really good news. If you find that you ever wrestle with negative thoughts, fears, feeling down, if you've noticed that you have negative thought patterns, I can't be the only one that has ever like one thing happens and you create a whole scenario in your head, which is neuro, which is your neural pathways working, right? Getting your, your thought from point A to point B. And later you find out the scenario you created was totally false, right? Well, guess what? Like I said, this is good news. You are not stuck and you are certainly not alone if you can relate to that. So today we're going to talk about a few things you can do to help with that. In the mid-1940s, there was a scientist, Jerry Konorsky, who, um, whose research proved it was possible for the human brain to improve in physical structure and how it organizes information. Ever since then, scientists, doctors, therapists, and researchers have all been digging into this. Well, what does this mean to us? This is the good news. They have studied the brain now, and they can help us provide our own healing, right? We have to work towards it. Like I said, you can't just stare at a gym and get physically fit. There may be some effort that you have to put in. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. And like I said, we're going to go through three different steps to help us create new neural pathways, which is that process of getting from point A to point B. And it requires neurogenesis, which remembers the creation of new brain cells so that we can live out John 10, 10, which says Jesus came so that we can have life and life to the full, full, not just like a little bit of happy life, not just, I also love Ephesians three twenty, which says, woe to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we think or ask according to his power that's within us. He really does want the best for us. He, meaning Jesus. It's his desire for us to live a fruitful life so that he may be glorified. All right, so let's get into it. Step one, which is a practical way you can train towards becoming fit and free, move your body. Okay, don't turn me off. Don't turn me off. Don't press pause. If you're like, oh my goodness, here we go. I already know this. But are you doing it? And if you are doing it, good for you, good for you. That may be why you're listening to this podcast because you can relate, right? If you do love it, I would bet that 
there's a couple things that you love about it. Maybe you love the feel when you're finished. You love the way you feel when you're finished is what I meant to say. Maybe you love the rush or the challenge of while you're actually in a workout, right? Everybody's different. Or maybe you just trust the process. I kind of always say like, there are times where I love the workout when I'm in it. And there are other times where I'm like, I just have to get through this. It's kind of like eating spinach. Spinach doesn't really have a ton of flavor. If you eat it raw, it's definitely not like I've ever taken a bite of spinach. Like, mmm, this is so delicious. But I know that it's packed with nutrients and it's good for me. So I will choose to eat it. Okay, let's get back to the point. So moving your body. If you're in the camp of you like it, well, just hang tight. Maybe you can take something from this episode and encourage someone else. But if you're in the camp where you're like, ugh, that is not me, no interest, no desire, I've tried it before, hear me out, okay? Is there any type of movement that you do like that might be sustainable? Because maybe you've tried multiple different types of movement and you found one that you liked, but you wanted to switch it all up. Why not just stick to that one? Walking, running, golf, tennis, bike riding, pelotoning, weightlifting, swimming, HIIT training, high-intensity interval training. Pilates has become a love of mine over the past couple years. You name it. There are so many different types of movement that you can do, and they all are good for you. Walking is probably the easiest thing you can do. requires very minimal equipment. Everybody most likely has a pair of tennis shoes. Can just walk out your door, hit the road, right? So if you tried something one time and hate it, could you let this episode be a nudge to go try something new or retry what you tried before? I train people for a living and I have physically watched with my own eyes progress. Progress always over perfection. There's always going to be something about our bodies that we dislike because we're always our own worst critics. That's why we're so glad that there is this thing called neurogenesis so that we can train our brains to go, our body is actually good. My body, for me personally, it's birthed to humans. Crazy that it can do that. This past year, I will be 39 this upcoming August, and this past year was the first year that I literally feel like I can watch and feel my body move changing in the sense of I'm getting older. Things are getting harder. Things that used to be easier for me, not so much anymore. And all that requires of me is that I just listen to my body. I'm constantly telling the people I work with, listen to your body, right? But that doesn't mean just, oh, I don't feel like it today, so I'm not going to do it. No, that means be kind to it. If you are moving, let's say you're walking and you're going too fast, slow down, slow down. It is okay. As long as you're moving, you're doing it right. A friend of mine says, Kara and her podcast is The Wellness Witness. I've told you that I might link out so many different times other podcasts that have blessed me along the way. Oh, and while we're talking about podcasts, by all means, go subscribe to Revelation Wellness. That's the nonprofit organization I work for. So much of what I learn has stemmed and been birthed from there. A lot of times I may get a little nugget and then go do my own research. And it fulfills me so much, all of this teaching. So I would not be doing you justice without telling you about that. Okay. Research has shown that physical exercise 
facilitates neuroplasticity, which shows improvement of cognitive function. Cognitive just means our mental function, right? And behavioral responses. Let me say that one more time. Research has shown that physical exercise facilitates neuroplasticity. So when we move our bodies, it can help us create new brain cells. You get two areas of your body trained for one buck. When we move our bodies, there are three main hormones that are released. Dopamine, which is involved with the reward, motivation, memory, attention, and even regulating body movements. Okay, you're welcome if you struggle with that department. Endorphins are a type of neurotransmitter. They help relieve pain and stress. And then there's serotonin, which is the key hormone that stabilizes our mood, our feelings of well-being and happiness. So let's just kind of review. If we move our bodies, not only is it good for us physically, but it's also good for us mentally, two bangs for one buck. And those three hormones are released. So I'm telling you, if you move your body, it is scientifically proven that it can help you with your feeling of motivation, your memory, your attention, regulating your body movements, helping to relieve pain and stress, helping your hormones stabilize your mood, feelings of well-being, and your happiness. Okay, after I'm telling you this, I go, I don't understand if I'm telling you all these things, or not just me, right, hypothetically, and somebody says they still don't want to do it. I just don't get it. I don't get it. Jesus came so that we can have life and life to the full. However, John 16, says, in this world, take heart, you will have trouble. So we would be naive to think that we can just move our body every day and we know we're training our bodies to be healthy and whole. We're training our minds to be healthy and whole and then life's going to be perfect and easy. Nope. This is not butterflies and rainbows, friends. Life can be hard. And if you're listening right now and you're in a season of hard, I just want to acknowledge you and tell you that I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so glad that you're here. I will be praying for all of my listeners. That is a commitment that I have made um, because this podcast takes time and energy from me. So if I'm doing it, I want it to be fruitful and I want it to be for something because in this world, we are busy. So I could be filling my time with lots of other things but you matter to me. I feel called to do this. So if you're listening, I really believe that you are not here on accident, that through this technology, these words are falling on your ears and you can rest and know I am committed to praying for you. And I may not even know who you are and that is okay because the Lord who called me to make this podcast, who called you to listen to it, he knows. So there's a connection there. All right, so step number two, what do we do when life gets hard? How do we handle those stresses? Yes, movement. We just discussed all the reasons why that is good for us. But there is a specific method I want to teach you about today that I recently learned. Because remember, the whole purpose of this podcast is for me to be sharing with you what I'm learning about. So before I tell you what it is, I want to tell you where it came from. Um, as I mentioned, I work for Revelation Wellness, and we have continuing education through Rev University. It is open to the public. Anybody can take our courses. I just completed a course called Rewired, 
retrain, reclaim, and redeem your thoughts. And my colleague and friend, Aaron Bremer, is the one who taught it. Um, the class did end, unfortunately, through Rev University. However, I believe through her website, which I'll put in the podcast show notes, you can sign up. I believe I saw she said she's going to reoffer this in the summer through her own personal ministry, and I highly recommend it. So in one of the weeks, she taught us a method for us to help that reorganization of our thoughts, and it's called SIPD, S-I-P-D. It stands for Stop, Investigate, Pray, Declare. Now listen, it's worth it for you to go get access to her course because I'm going to give you the synopsis. I'm going to give you my highlighter moments, but there was a whole class on this, okay? So I'm going to give you like two minutes worth versus 90 minutes worth. But the first thing you do, if you notice that you're experiencing a negative thought pattern, or maybe you're noticing you're making decisions out of fear, and I'm not talking about good fear, there's a bear chasing you, okay? Um, or if you are having some sort of anxiety or depressive thoughts, if you're obsessing over something, if you are falling in a path of addictive behaviors, if you're stuck in the past, boy, can I relate to that one. In my old life, I can tell you I have grown significantly and something that used to be very, very hard for me, I've crossed over. I really have. And I share that with you to encourage you because there's nothing special about me. If I can, you can too. If you wrestle with comparison or another one, here comes another one that I can relate to and I'm still working through. I'm not fully on the other side, but I'm working on it. The need to be in control. Okay. If you can identify with any of those things, the SIPT method is something you can try. So like I said, the first one is stop. So notice it. And literally, Aaron instructed us to say the word stop out loud, mark our territory three times. Okay, stop, stop. I'm going to go ahead and stop those thoughts now. Now, listen, I hear you. If you're at the grocery store, maybe you just kind of like tell yourself in your head so people don't look around at you like, what? who is she talking to? But there is power in saying it out loud. There really is. The second thing is to investigate. So you've, you've stopped yourself in your tracks, right? So it's like you're trying to get to point A to point B and you're like, stop the car, stop the vehicle that's driving from point A to point B and investigate. One simple question you could ask yourself right off the bat is, am I making this assumption? Am I having this thought from a fear-based response or a love-based response. Go check out John 4, 18 if you want to know a scripture that goes well with that. And then keep investigating. Are the thoughts, the assumptions, the negative self-talk, anything, any of those things I said earlier, are those in alignment with facts, what you know to actually be true? Or is your cycle of thought patterns going a little haywire? Okay. So stop, investigate. The third thing to do is pray. And Aaron advised us, keep it simple. You don't have to go on this 20-minute prayer streak. I mean, by all means, if that's what blesses you and that's what you need, get after it. But it can be so simple, something simple like, Jesus, help me to rewire my thoughts right now. So simple. And if that, depending on like what kind, how traumatic it is, let's just say it's real big. By simply uttering the name Jesus, the scripture tells us that is enough. 
So you stop, you investigate, and then you go, Jesus, he hears our prayers, no matter how big or how small. And then the final step, D for declare. This is the most powerful one, okay? But this one is going to be requiring some work. You have to reprogram, rewire those negative thoughts or those assumptions that you are making or those obsessions, that fear-based thinking with something positive. So for me, I have a list, a piece of paper that hangs right on my right on my wall where my office space is. And because of some things that um, one of my family members recently went through in my house. I currently have scripture on note cards taped on mirrors throughout the house because, listen, there is so much secular world surrounding us all over the place. You better believe, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord as far as I have any say in it. So what that means that I have to make sure that you know the truth. I have to make sure that you know, not just because I said it, but because the word of God is alive and active and we're going to get to that. So I'm going to remind you, I'm going to remind you all over the house. And yeah, I am aware that eventually it might fall on deaf ears, but guess what? When you need it, there it is. Just like I'm responsible for feeding you food as a member of this household, I'm responsible for feeding you big T truth, truth that can only be found in the word of God. All right, so we have to remember that. And in order to remember it, we have to know what it is. So that leads us to point number three, which is to be in the word of God. Because how are you going to teach yourself? How are you going to declare positive thoughts if you don't know what to even declare, right? So that's why this whole thing is integration. All of this becoming fit and free goes together. Now, I hope you see a little glimpse into what I'm trying to say that it all goes together. We can't just have one area without the other. So in order for us to transform our minds, we have to know what to transform it with. And sure, sure, we can stay out in the secular world and be like, I am strong. I am loved. But I would cause you, or that's not the right word. I would ask you to go, why? What makes you strong? Because if it's always based on your own self, we are going to fail ourselves over and over again. And insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and never making any changes to it. No, thank you. That's why I'm so glad and happy and proud to be a Christian because I have something to fall back on to teach me because I am not perfect. I am bound to make mistakes. I am bound to not know what the next steps are. And if I could only rely on counting on myself, that sounds like a recipe for disaster over and over again. And ain't nobody got time for that. In episode one, I told you one of my non-negotiables in life is my morning time. 90 to 95% of every single morning for me personally, what I need for this chapter of my life is I get at least an hour, at least an hour meditating, which just means to me being still before the Lord, allowing my thoughts to kind of decompress. I might have um, to do stuff that pops up during that time and I write it down, get it out of the way, get it out of my thought pattern, right? I don't need to obsess over that. Let's write it down, put it over there. So clear out my mind first, then I get in the word, then I get into prayer. 
And it's not always in that exact order, but that's the order I like it to be in. Because if I don't have that be still time first, I'm too hyper. I'm too type A. I'm too three on the Enneagram task oriented to be like, let me just get in there. I have to let that stuff kind of settle out first. And then I want to get in the word before I pray because the word might direct me on how I want to pray. I was on a run yesterday and I had seen on the news that our borders are out of control right now. Um, They had said that there was, I think it was in Texas, the south border of Texas, there's, and forgive me, I don't know the exact terminology. I want to say it was like a resource center or something, some sort of building where immigrants who are trying to come take asylum at the United States of America, they have to stop at this building of resources, okay? I thought that they said it was for like 250 people. Typically, there were 4,000 people in this building. So my first thought was to pray, oh, Lord Jesus, please just be with these workers. They must be so exhausted. Be with our, the leaders of this country. Help them to know how to lead and how to lead well. I, I don't know enough, so I'm not trying to talk political debate here. I don't know if we have room for hundreds of thousands of people to take asylum here. That's not my calling. My calling is not politics. So we're going to go ahead and leave that to the people who have been called to do that. So at first I was like, Lord, just let your will be done. Let your will give them. I was praying for the leaders at first. And then very much so quickly. In fact, I'll just tell you what happened. There was, I was running and there was this duck that I did not see in my neighbor's yard. And all of a sudden it freaked out and flew right in front of me. Oh, it startled me so much. Like heart palpitations, right? Like what in the world was that? It came out of nowhere. I didn't see it. And for me, that was a trigger for me. It was the Holy Spirit's prompting for me. And I'm just sharing with you one little way in which the Lord speaks to me. Now you're going to think I'm crazy. Like the Lord speaks to me through a duck. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying to use that to get my attention. Okay. So that shifted my prayer. That shifted my thinking to go, okay, this feeling that I just felt where I felt so startled, so anxious. And I just felt in in my heart, in my inside to pray for those kids. Because what I saw in the news was that the majority of these peoples who have fleed their countries and have come here for asylum, they're kids. Oh my gosh, like I can't even imagine. So I I started to think about how are they feeling? What must they be thinking about right now? Like, oh my goodness, what did I get myself into? I made this huge journey here. I have nobody with me. I've got very limited the clothes on my body and the shirt in my bag on my back. Like they must be feeling so much anxiety and stress. So I started praying for them. Okay. So I share that as an example to say, I get in the word first because it can change my prayers. And I really know that it can be true for you too. So whatever I'm learning about, I may be anxious about something over here, right? That pathway from A to B. And he shows me something in the word and he goes, darling, my daughter, let's get to point B by going this way. You don't need to drive through that intersection that you got in a car accident and re-experience all that stress. I've got so much beauty and joy and life to the full, but you've got to go around the block. You've got to go around the block to see it. But I've got to be in the word first for him to show me that, number one. And to, like I said earlier, 
so that I know the promises that are for me, so that I know the promises for those that I'm responsible for, my children. They're not learning it at schools. My kids are in public schools. And good for you if you're in Christian schools. We have prayed about it. We've considered it for right now, for this chapter. And I'm not even saying for the fall because I don't even know. But for right now, he has confirmed and made it so clear that for me and my kids, they are to stay in the public schools because he has called them to be there for one reason or another. So I have to do my part to make sure they know those big T truths. They are children of God. They were born on purpose. He has big plans for them. First John 4.18 says, perfect love cast out fear. I want them to know all of these things and not just like know at surface level. It needs to be in their bone marrow, as Beth Moore would say. Because when that trouble comes, take heart. There will be trouble in this world, but he has overcome That's when our stress happens. That's when the amygdala, that center of our brain, that fight or flight portion of the brain fires. And that's when all that big T truth that I've been teaching them, that I've been teaching myself, that I'm sharing with you, whoever's listening today, that's when the prefrontal cortex, the part right behind your forehead, that's the logical part of your brain. That's when that piece needs to fire. But what's in there? What have you trained it? to hold what's in there. If you're not putting the big T truths in or if you're not putting the positive thoughts in, the anti-anxiety thoughts, what is it going to respond with? It's going to respond with the fear-based thoughts, the depressive thoughts, the obsessive thoughts, the negative thoughts, the addictive thoughts, the stuck in the past, the comparisons, the needs to be in control. That's going to be your go-to. So I invite you today I know I wanted this podcast to be a little shorter than I needed to, but this is who I am. Sometimes I just, well, I was born to teach, to preach. Can't be mad at me. This is one of my assignments. You'd be mad at him, not me. I'm off the hook. So we're under 30 minutes. We're going to call it good. We're going to review that the first step was to move your body. I gave you scientific evidence. Those three hormones that were released, dopamine, endorphin, serotonin, And endorphin is is a neurotransmitter. That's why I love podcasts because I can edit on the fly. I don't have to go back through and retype it. Endorphins are the type of neurotransmitters that help relieve pain and stress, just to be clear. Okay. Step number two was the SIPT method. Stop, investigate, pray, and declare. And then the third step was get in the word. You got to know what to put that positive thoughts in your mind. Thank you so much for joining us. So glad that you were here. We'll catch you next time. Have a great day.